The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Glass Onion. The walrus was Paul. You don't say. <gasps> gasp. Audible gasp. This is another example of John messing with the intellectuals here, diving deep into the band's lyrics. It's a lot of self-mythologizing in a fun way. Glass Onion also says there is always another way of looking at things, which has proven to be true in contemporary times, for better or worse. I like that it starts with Ringo slamming the skins hard. <laughs> Which is funny because this is the first song on the album he actually plays mm-hmm. on. I like John's vocals here, especially on how he says Paul. The walrus was Paul. I love the recorded riff after he references the fool on the hill living there still. Andrew is shaking his head. I like this one a lot. Yeah, this song is super meta and makes me kind of chuckle because it feels like it's a fun thought exercise as, you know, We've been listening to all these songs, so listening to it now, it's just like, uh huh, yes, 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 that too. And hey, the recorder! <laughs> uh, that, which was the aha uh-huh moment for me uh, in this in this song. Uh, I love the plosive on the mic uh, of The Walrus was Paul, and mm-hmm. it like bleeds through in a way. Jeff Emmerich would not have let that happen. Um, let them figure it out indeed. Let those fuckers work it out. I, I wonder if he was influenced by Harry Nilsson's Beatles cover where he referenced all those Beatles songs and right. you can't do that. That's right. Glass Onion was John Lennon's answer to those who looked for hidden messages in the Beatles' music. It was a song deliberately filled with red herrings, obscure imagery, and allusions to past works. Fully aware of the power of the Beatles' own mythology and with a general dislike of those who overinterpreted his work, Lennon deliberately inserted references to I Am the Walrus, Strawberry Fields Forever, Lady Madonna, The Fool on the Hill, and Fixing a Hole. The effect is a kaleidoscopic look through the group's back pages. Lady Madonna, whose protagonist reappears in Glass Onion, contained a reference to I Am the Walrus, See How They Run, remember? Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The song, in, deter- in turn, featured the line, See How They Fly Like Lucy in the Sky, a clear reference to Sgt. Pepper's psychedelic masterpiece. The effect is of a continual strand running through the Beals' works, even if such a strand was never intended in the first place. John said, That's me just doing a throwaway song a la Walrus, a la everything I've ever written. I threw the line in, The Walrus was Paul, just to confuse everybody a bit more. And I thought Walrus has now become me, meaning I am the one. Only it didn't mean that in this song. It could have been the fox terrier's Paul. You know, you know what I mean? It's just a bit of poetry. It was just thrown in like that. Although later he said, the line, the walrus was Paul, was put in partly because I was feeling guilty. Because I was with Yoko and I was leaving Paul. I was trying, I don't know. It's a very perverse way of saying to Paul, you know, here, have this crumb, this illusion, this stroke, because I'm leaving. McCartney has also revealed that during the filming of Magical Mystery Tour, 
it was he who wore the walrus costume for the song's performance. It has been said that although intended for Lennon, the costume was a better fit on McCartney. Ooh. Ooh. Glass Onion was a name suggested by John Lennon for the Ivies, a Swansea group who signed to Apple in 1968 and later became Badfinger. Lennon retained a liking for the phrase Glass Onion, which had apt connotations of both transparency and multiple layers. The Cast Iron Shore is a real place in Liverpool, sometimes known locally as the Cassie. A dovetail joint, meanwhile, is even less enigmatic, being a common feature of woodwork joinery. However, Lennon may have liked the use of the word joint, presumably expecting many to see it as a reference to a cannabis reefer. You think? <laughs> the bent back tulips are believed to have been inspired by the table arrangement at Parks, a then fashionable restaurant on London's Beauchamp Place. Derek Taylor said. You'd be in parks sitting around your table wondering what was going on with the flowers, and then you'd realize there were actually tulips with their petals bent all the way back, so that you could see the obverse side of the petals and also the stamen. That is what John meant about seeing how the other half lives. He meant seeing how the other half of the flower lives, but also, because it was an expensive restaurant, how the other half of society lived. That's interesting. Anthology 3 contains two versions of Glass Onion. The first of these was a demo recorded in Kinvon's George Harrison's bungalow in Esher, Surrey. It features Lennon on acoustic guitar and double-tracked vocals and lapses into gobbledygook, where the lyrics were unfinished. The second version was recorded in Abbey Road and contains a selection of sound effects assembled by Lennon. These include a telephone ring, smashing glass, an organ note, in a loop of the BBC football commentator, Kenneth Wolstenholme, exclaiming, It's a goal! The effects were later replaced by the string arrangement, which ends the song, which I think was the right move. Yes. The Beatles began recording Glass Onion on September 11, 1968. They taped 34 attempts at the basic rhythm track, of which take 33 was the best. That's a lot of takes. That's a lot of takes for, yeah. Yeah. But it was a... But, it was a John song, so it was tolerated. The next day, John yeah. Lennon rec- recorded his lead vocals and Ringo taped a tambourine part. On September 13th, piano and another drum track were added. And three days later, Paul McCartney recorded a brief recorder part. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I brought the recorder to the studio. Oh, God damn it, Paul, fine. Yay! The, spe- the sound effects later discarded were assembled on September 20th. The replacement was recorded on October 10th. Eight-string musicians playing a short score by George Martin. Love Count Zero. Josie Scale, I give this a yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I will give this a yeah as well. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.